At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is the look ahead with Scott Seidenberg on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Coming to you from the Circus Sportsbook in downtown Las Vegas, I'm Scott Seidenberg. This is the look ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Another wild Sunday in the NFL, and you can say that each and every week as the games are just as unpredictable as the next and on this Sunday we had teams clinch playoff spots teams clinch division titles and the standings flipped upside down the Dallas Cowboys and the Washington football team ended Sunday's week 16 action in a game that was over before it even started the Cowboys clinched the NFC East without even playing by virtue of other teams winning in the afternoon window So what would they do against the Washington football team as a heavy favorite? How about put on an absolute beatdown? And when I say beatdown, I mean a beatdown. 56-14 to was the score. The Cowboys were up 42-7 at the half. Dak Prescott, 28 of 39, 330 yards and four touchdowns. And just when you thought that Joe Burrow was throwing his name into the ring for comeback player of the year with his 500-yard performance against the Ravens, Dak does what Dak does and solidifies his claim to be the comeback player of the year. Ezekiel Elliott, just 37 yards and a touchdown, but Amari Cooper, 85 and a touch. Uh, Dalton Schultz, 82, and a touch. Malik Turner, 82, and a touch. That seemed to have been the theme of the day, getting about 80-something yards and a touchdown for the Dallas Cowboys. They also had an interception return for a touchdown, a punt block return for a touchdown, and I tweeted out before the game, Cowboys defense or special teams, anytime touchdown, plus 400. I love that bet. I wish I bet him to score two touchdowns because we won twice with that bet. But the Cowboys are now your NFC East champions. Not like it was ever in doubt. But right now, if the season ended today, the Dallas Cowboys would be your two seed in the NFC playoff picture. Currently, the Packers are your one seed at 12-3. and And then three teams are in the mix at 11-4. and The Cowboys, who have clinched the NFC East. The Rams, who right now take over first place in the NFC West. And the Bucks, who have clinched the NFC South. The Cowboys win the tiebreaker over LA and Tampa because of their conference record, which is 9-1. and one. L.A. wins the tiebreaker over Tampa because of a head-to-head win. So if these teams 
just play out the strings here over the final two weeks of the season, this is how the standings will end up. Green Bay, if they finish 14-3, and three, will be your one seed. And then if everybody else finishes, let's say 13-4, and four, Cowboys 2, Rams 3, and the Bucks 4. Those are your top teams in the NFC. The Arizona Cardinals, they clinched a playoff spot today uh, by virtue of other teams losing. They are your number five seed currently. They are 10-5 and five because of their loss to the Colts. So they are in second place in the division right now behind the Rams. But they are in the postseason. They have clinched a playoff berth. San Francisco, despite their loss to the Titans, still sits at the sixth seed at 8-7. and seven. Philadelphia, who beat the Giants today, are 8-7. and seven. They are your seventh seed. Philadelphia and uh, San Francisco, excuse me, has the tiebreaker over Philly because of a head-to-head win. Teams on the outside looking in right now, New Orleans, who plays on Monday night, they are 7-7. Seven and seven. They can improve to 8-7, and seven, and then they would actually jump into the playoff picture. Uh, actually, no, excuse me, they would not because they lost to the Philadelphia Eagles. So they would stay as your number eight team right now. Washington, with their loss, they fall down to seven, uh, eight, uh, six and nine. Minnesota, with their loss, is seven and eight, and uh, Atlanta seven and eight as well. Uh, but no teams eliminated just yet. You know, yes, Washington does still have a chance, although highly unlikely. In the AFC, the Kansas City Chiefs have clinched the West. Congratulations to them. They are eleven and four, and your number one seed, the Titans. By virtue of their win over the 49ers the other day, they are your two seed right now. Bengals, with their win, currently atop the AFC North, and they are at 9-6. and six. The Buffalo Bills, with their win over the Patriots, are now atop the AFC East. They are your four seed at 9-6. and six. And uh, uh, Cincinnati wins the tiebreaker over Buffalo because of conference record. Right now, Cincinnati 7-3. and three. Buffalo is 6-5 and five in the conference. The Colts are your 5 seed. The Patriots drop down to the 6 seed, and the Colts have that tiebreaker because of the head-to-head win last week. The Ravens fall to the 7th seed at 8-7. and seven. The Chargers, after losing to the Chiefs and then losing as a double-digit favorite against the Texans, fall out of the playoff picture, and they are now 8-7. and seven. The Ravens uh, win the tiebreaker over the Chargers because of a head-to-head win. Vegas is at nine. They are eight and seven. And L.A. wins the tiebreaker over Vegas because of head-to-head. Pittsburgh is your 10 seed at seven, seven, and one. Miami is at 11 at seven and seven. They play on Monday night against the um, against the uh, Saints. So they can improve to eight and seven, and then they'll be in the mix here with L.A., and the Raiders. It gets really interesting over the next two weeks of the season because the odds to make the playoffs or the odds simply to win the divisions possibly that haven't been claimed yet will continue to fluctuate on a weekly basis. The odds to win the AFC North right now, which I don't understand, 
prior to this game on Sunday against the Kansas City Chiefs, a game in which they were heavily underdogs in, the Pittsburgh Steelers were plus 700, plus 800, depending on where you looked, to win the AFC North. I laid out the plan or the path for them to win the division all this past week here on VEASAN. I will continue to lay out the plan here on this show. That plan included a loss to the Kansas City Chiefs because it was expected. They were big underdogs. The odds, though, changed dramatically after this one game. The Bengals are now minus 250 to win the AFC North. The Ravens are plus 600. The Browns are plus 600. And the Steelers are now plus 1,000. And I'm telling you right now, the Steelers are the best value on the board. And I'll lay it out for you coming up in just a few minutes about how they win this division. I'm not saying they're going to, but the path is very realistic. We're not talking about long shots here. We're not talking about, well, all of these dominoes have to fall. No, it's actually very simple and very easy to see it happen. The path to the Steelers winning the AFC North. So I'll get to why they at plus 1,000, just an incredible value on the board at DraftKings right now. The odds to win the AFC East have completely shifted after the Bills defeated the Patriots. Both teams are tied now at 9-6. and six. However, because of the Bills' win percentage in the division, they're 4-1 in the division, they now hold the tiebreaker over New England. And as long as Buffalo just wins their final two games, they will win the division. Buffalo's final two games? at home against the Falcons, at home against the Jets. They will be big favorites in both of those games, and that is why the Bills' odds to win the division are now minus 650 compared to the Patriots' plus 450. Now, before this game, you had an opportunity to get the Bills at around plus 130 to plus 145, depending on where you looked, either DraftKings or BetMGM or wherever. You had that opportunity. I felt that that was the bet to make. And I was on VSIN hosting the Lombardi line on Christmas morning. And I talked about the correlation bets because the Bills to beat the Patriots in th- this game on Sunday was only, I mean, it was like even money. I think he could have gotten plus 110 at some times. Knowing the path, knowing the domino effect, that all they would need to do is beat the Patriots, and then they're going to win the division. So instead of betting them at even money or plus 110 to beat the Patriots, you could have bet them at plus 130, plus 145 to win the division. Right now, they're minus 650 to win the division. In the NFC West, the Rams are minus 330 now. And the Cardinals are plus 250. I wish I would have bet this four weeks ago. 
when I was asking our guests if the Rams were a buy low team. We all should have bought low on them. I'm Scott Seidenberg. You can follow me on Twitter at ScottsOnAir, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. Coming up next, why the Pittsburgh Steelers will win the AFC North. This is The Look Ahead here on Decent. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you missed any part of our show or anything on the VSIN schedule today, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcasts. Catch replays of all of our shows or download and listen on your schedule. Go to vcin.com slash podcasts and get Beating the Book with Gil Alexander or Market Insights with Josh Applebaum. Plus, we've got Hardwood Handicappers, the Lombardi Line, Follow the Money, Coast to Coast Hoops, and many more. They are all free and available now at vcin.com slash podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. You can search for vcin Best Bets. You'll get replays of this show and all of our shows uh, here on vcin. So if you're not up with us late or early, you can listen whenever you'd like. Just search for uh, go to vcin.com slash podcast. Go to the vcin Best Bets. You'll get the look ahead and all the great programming that we have here. Let's talk about the odds to win the AFC North. Because to me, I think this is an incredible value bet. I'm not saying this is going to win. But whenever you place a futures bet, you're simply looking for value. I placed a bet on Matt LaFleur to be the coach of the year at plus 1,000. And right now, with... The Patriots losing again. I feel like Matt LaFleur should be the favorite to win the award. Now, Zach Taylor of the Cincinnati Bengals will probably have something to say about that after their win. And right now they are the favorite to win the division. But you got to believe that Matt LaFleur and that first place uh, Packers team Going to get some love. Sean McVay is also going to get some love as well with the Rams. But anyway, I looked for value. And at the time, I saw Matt LaFleur plus 1,000. And I looked at the Packers' schedule. And I said, this is a team that's going to win out and go 14-3. and three. And so I, I thought that that was good value. Ironically, I like another plus 1,000 bet. And it's the Steelers to win the AFC North. Right now, the Steelers are 7-7-1. And And yes, they lost to the Chiefs and got blown out. I get it. It happens. Okay. But at 7-7-1, they still have a chance to win the division. And it's not that impossible to see. The Bengals are in first place at 9-6. The Ravens are next at 8-7. The Browns are in last place at 7-8. and eight. Now, we're going to take the Browns out of the equation here for now because in order for the Steelers to win this division, they have to finish with the best record, and the best record that they can get is 9-7-1 by winning their final two games. The, Bra- the Browns, they would be out of the equation. They already have eight losses, so we're not going to talk about them right now. This is what we will talk about. How do the Steelers finish 9-7-1 and and the Cincinnati Bengals and both the Baltimore Ravens finish at 9-8? For the Ravens, it's very easy. 
It's a correlation. The Steelers' remaining two games that they would have to win out is against the Browns and the Ravens. So if the Steelers are 9-7-1, it automatically eliminates the Baltimore Ravens, who would have an eighth loss. So the question is then, how can the Bengals get to eight losses? Well, at 9-6, and six, they would have to lose their last two games. Thankfully, if you like this take, the first game up, Kansas City Chiefs. The Bengals will be an underdog against the Kansas City Chiefs. And yes, I know the Chiefs clinched a division, and so you might think, oh, maybe it's a letdown. They got nothing to play for. Wrong. Chiefs are still playing for the number one seed because they are right now just a game up on the Tennessee Titans in the AFC standings. Tennessee is right behind them. And if both teams were to finish with the same record because the Titans beat the Chiefs, Titans would be the number one overall seed in the AFC. So every game, the last two games of the season, still very important for the Kansas City Chiefs, and it starts with this game against the Bengals. Now, you could say if the Titans lose next week and the Chiefs win, it's over. The Chiefs will clinch the one seed. That's true. And if this game against the Bengals was the last week of the season, I might have a different opinion. But because the Chiefs need this game, I'm going to give the Chiefs a win against the Bengals. And then it comes down to the last game of the season. The Chiefs, excuse me, the Bengals against the Cleveland Browns. And the Cleveland Browns, at that point, would have, let's say, they would have nine losses. They might be eliminated from playoff contention. And so that game could just be a source of pride for them. Or they could play out the strings and get some backup sometime and lay down for the Cincinnati Bengals. That game is at home, though. I would think in the dog pound, they would like to finish their season with some pride and... When you're not making the playoffs, why not play the spoiler role? So all that has to happen over the next two weeks is the Pittsburgh Steelers have to win out. They have to beat the Browns and then beat the Ravens. And right now, Baltimore is in shambles. They'll probably be healthier in two weeks. So that is something that is, you know, looking good for them. But the Ravens also play against the Rams this coming Sunday. And if they lose that game and fall to 8-8, eight and eight, yes, that last game of the season could be for their playoff lives. Or we could know by that point that maybe they're not in the playoff picture even if they finish at 9-8. and Because let's say the Chargers win and improve to 9-7. and Let's say the uh, Raiders 
improved to nine and seven. Uh, the Dolphins improved to nine and seven. It's gonna be, it's gonna be hard. We might have a we might have a Ravens team in the last week of the season that could be eliminated based on tiebreakers and all that stuff. And I, I obviously it's gonna come down to this last game. The point I'm trying to make is that it's not crazy to see. Uh, Adam tweets at me at Scotts on Air S C O T T S O N A I R. What about the Browns? If they win out, can they win the division? Well, let's take a look at how this plays out then for the Cleveland Browns. The Browns would need to win out their final two games to improve to nine and eight. Can nine and eight win the division? Well, for the Browns, it would include wins over the Bengals and the Steelers. So right away, by beating the Steelers, it would knock them down to eight losses. And because of the Steelers' tie, they can't get to nine wins. So if the Browns win out, the Steelers are eliminated. The Browns would beat the Bengals. So that would be a seventh loss for the Bengals. And then the Bengals lose to the Chiefs. So the Bengals would finish nine and eight. The Browns would finish nine and eight. Here's the problem, though. The tie-breaking scenario might not work out. The Bengals this year, what, in the first game against the Browns they lost? Actually, no. The Browns would have the tiebreaker because they would have the season sweep of the Bengals. So the Browns, if they win out their final two games against the Bengals and the Steelers, and the Bengals lose to the Chiefs, Cleveland at 9-8 and could win the division. They would need Baltimore to lose. Baltimore would have to lose to one of their games. To I guess if Baltimore loses to the Rams, and they're eight and eight. If Baltimore finishes and they have a nine and eight record, so you'll have three teams at nine and eight. Uh, Baltimore's season with the Browns, they split with the Browns, and they got swept by the Bengals. So their division record. I got to see who would win the three-way tiebreaker. The Browns would lose out on division tiebreaker, but if it's a three-way tie, it might go to conference record. And if that's the case, then the Bengals win the division. See, I got to figure out the three-way tie-breaking scenario, but Browns also have a case to be made. Their odds are a little bit shorter than the Steelers. Very, very interesting. Let's find out the story from the book next. Dwayne Colucci from the Rampart Race and Sportsbook will join me right here on The Look Ahead. I'm Scott Seidenberg. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. This is the look ahead on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. We have a new prop tracker now available on VSIN.com for you to keep up with key NFL props. Head to VSIN.com to get the current odds as well as the movement each week to follow the trends and find the best value. Track the odds for MVP, head coach, rookie of the year, and more. Check out the prop tracker, betting splits, key trends, and matchup data for every game now at vcin.com slash NFL. Scott Sadenberg back here with you. It is the look ahead here on vcin, the sports betting network. Joining me now, the sportsbook manager over at the Rampart Casino, and he is 
Dwayne Colucci joining me each and every Sunday here on the program. Dwayne, a wild Sunday in the NFL. Uh, sum it up from the books perspective. How'd you guys do today? Well, Scott, it wasn't that bad overall, I'll tell you. It was a favorable Sunday from my side of the counter, and we definitely had some difficult matchups for the public. They uh, they found it difficult with some of these matchups and definitely some of these outcomes. And like we were talking before we came in, there were some definite easy games that you could feel confident with. But then there was some of those matchups that you, you just can't figure. I mean, Houston definitely was one of those games that helped us, especially with the money line. I mean, just coming out and destroying the charges, that was kind of a tough one. Uh, and on the other side, you know, we had our public backing the Las Vegas Raiders, and they actually came through, Scott. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there were definitely some matchups that worked with us and worked against us. Bears, they came up big, I tell you, that uh, two-point conversion. They really had no other choice in that position, you know, uh, from my point of view. you got to look for a win with a record like that. But definitely surprising that they came through and won the game straight up. So when you start knocking out the money line parlays and stuff like that with Seattle and uh, most of the teases, you're, you're looking pretty good from my side of the counter. What was the handle like for the Bills and the Patriots, and, and where, were, where was the action leaning? Yeah, that was a great handle game for us. I'll tell you the truth, Scott. It wasn't such a, a favorable game, but from a handle perspective, that was one of the public's uh, larger interest games that I like to say. Uh, definitely, we did have a little more Buffalo action. We opened the game at New England two and a half, ended up closing it at Pickham. So you could see the line movement there. And a lot of people were looking for Buffalo to get the revenge. And they came through. I got to say, Allen played much better this time around. They seem to have had a better game plan. They weren't so severely outcoached as Belichick did the first time around. I mean, I think they ran the ball, you know, 95% of the time, if not more in that game, and it ended up working out. But a little more pressure on Jones this time around. And, uh, you know, like I said, Allen Diggs, they had better games. And Buffalo showed that they definitely belong at the top of the AFC rankings. And, uh, you know, I said this all year, all year. I laid off the game. I got to say, this was one of the games where I felt that New England could definitely come through again. I was so impressed with the way they played. And then, uh, you know, coming off a poor performance last week, I felt that uh, New England would be bad already. But they really weren't, I got to say. Buffalo took it to them. Uh, Credit to Allen again. You know, he's one of those rare breeds. I think he's got uh, in his first four seasons, Scott, over 100 touchdowns passing and over uh, 20 touchdowns rushing, which is uh, a first. So he's definitely a monster. And uh, we're going to watch Buffalo's chances as they go on. Well, now they're heavy favorites to win the AFC East because all they got to do is win their last two games, which are against the Falcons and the Jets. So they're likely going to do that. And it's amazing. You could have gotten them to win the division, you know, prior to this game at some pretty good plus money value. Now it's like minus 650. Uh, How surprising was the Sunday night beatdown in Dallas? (laughs) Not really surprising, Scott. You know, Dallas just is showing now firing on all, uh, you know, cylinders with this offense. They're definitely going to be tough. And, you know, they looked really good tonight. I was impressed. Dak Prescott was uh, flawless. I mean, he made some huge passes, some big plays, had four touchdowns. You see when Ezekiel Elliott is running the ball successfully, Amari was involved. This was a different Dallas offense that we saw. And definitely, you know, a depleted Washington team. Washington does have their problems. 
you know, and having difficulties now as the season starts to wind down. I don't think a lot of people felt that Dallas would put 56 points on the board, but definitely they looked really good and they're starting to move forward. McCarthy is starting to coach the team a little better. And this, like I said, is going to be a difficult team to stop. That defense is just monstrous. You could see them swarming Hennigy uh, tonight. It was amazing. They shut down the run. Great play in the secondary. Uh, we can't talk enough about Diggs. I mean, this guy now, what, uh, 11 interceptions. That's a Dallas Cowboy record. And uh, just moving forward, this kid is a phenomenal talent. You know, once in a while he gets beat with that long ball. But when you have that many uh, game-changing plays and interceptions, this kid is definitely a defensive force. And that pass rush, Scott, it mm -hmm. looked really good tonight. It yeah. looked good. So, you know, Dallas is no joke, uh, you know. Maybe, uh, you know, just a, a notch below the Rams in Tampa and those other guys, but uh, Green Bay, but I'm not so sure. They're right there. Hey, I had Cowboys defense anytime touchdown, so I was happy with the two that they scored in this game. Talking to Dwayne Colucci, <laughs> the uh, race and sportsbook manager over at the Rampart Casino. I'm Scott Seidenberg. It's the look ahead here on VSIN. Dwayne, moving forward, how difficult is it from the book's perspective to handle these games that you might not have similar motivations. Uh, you might have teams that are out of the playoff race going up against, you know, some teams that are still in the mix. So how difficult is it from the book's perspective to line up these games in the final two weeks of the season? Well, we definitely have to watch the roster movement and which teams are going to start to, uh, you know, which are eliminated, start to pull their starters and not use their starting quarterbacks, their starting running backs, secondary players, et cetera. So you throw COVID into the mix too, Scott. It makes yeah. it very difficult now down the stretch. You're seeing games be canceled all over the college uh, uh, football slate big bowl games, and you know teams will never turn down millions of dollars if they weren't seriously affected by this bug. So you add that together with the factors that you said with teams that are just packing it in, trying different offensive weapons, different rookies. We have to be very, uh, you know, perceptive to what's going on as bookmakers, keeping our, our eye on these rosters, these COVID updates. So it makes it difficult, Scott. I'm going to be honest with you. You know, it's not as easy as it was. You put this uh, pandemic factor into the mix. It's not just changing and starting different quarterbacks and starting different running backs. Like I said, it becomes a whole new element. And we know a lot of coaches are on the hot seat. A lot of general managers are on the hot seat. So they're definitely going to be rolling the dice the last couple of weeks. And uh, luckily with the, the uh, actually the playoff expansion, it makes it a little easier because there are more teams involved this year than usual. Even teams like Minnesota, who did lose this weekend, fall below 500, still have a chance to make these playoffs. So we have to be uh, definitely observant to this. I'm sure one of the games or that's going to be bet the most is probably going to be the Cowboys-Cardinals game. I uh, know you guys haven't opened up anything yet at the uh, South Point and Rampart, but when you look at this, I'm sure the Cowboys will open up as the favorite and probably be a field goal, maybe a little bit less. You know that recency bias is going to come into play here, Dwayne. Everyone's going to look at what the Cowboys just did to Washington, and they're going to look at the back-to-back-to-back losses for the Arizona Cardinals. I would imagine that you guys are going to need Arizona big time next week. Yeah, I'll tell you the truth, Scott. I thought that uh, as well this week, but actually Arizona had a lot of backers, and you started to see the line movement 
And, uh, you know, I think that was a major, major game for them on the schedule with the back-to-back losses. And then to falter against the uh, Colts, that was another big blow. So we did see, uh, you know, overseas market have this game at three. I'm anticipating the game to reopen maybe three and a half, four, like you said, Scott. Uh, They're going to remember the recency of Dallas just dominating. But how much comes into play for Dallas and the injury bug? Are they really going to find that these home field games are really that valuable? Do you go after the home field advantage or do you not? You know how Jones is. You know how McCarthy is. So definitely this is going to be a well-bet game on the slate. And I think now it's even more, uh, you know, a focus on Arizona. Now you don't want to go into the playoff stumbling. And if there's a possibility to fall out, you know, uh, definitely you start losing out games. It's going to put a lot of pressure on Arizona. So I think we'll have some Arizona backers, but like you said, everybody's going to remember the recency and the dominant fashion that Dallas played uh, this weekend and definitely moving forward. You know how the public is with the Cowboys. When they start to ride high, the public starts to back them, similar to how the Raiders are going to start to get back now during this playoff drive. So definitely going to be popular games. Teams like the Cowboys, teams like the Raiders, fan favorites, sometimes they get that extra backing just because they're playing so well, regardless of who's on the field. So that's going to be definitely one of the major handle games, like you said, people looking for Arizona to bounce back and people just looking to ride the Cowboys. Dwayne, always appreciate the time. As always, my friend, I hope you had a very Merry Christmas, and let's get rocking and rolling for New Year's, brother. Yeah, definitely. Let's make some money in uh, this new year, without a doubt. Thanks for having me on, Scott. Talk to you soon. There he is, Dwayne Colucci, the race and sportsbook manager over at the Rampart Casino. And uh, that game next week is going to be one of the the more interesting ones because of everything that's on the line for both of those teams. We got one more game to wrap up. Week 16 comes your way on Monday night. The Dolphins and the Saints. We'll get into it coming up next right here on The Look Ahead on VSIN. VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. This segment of The Look Ahead is brought to you by Zin Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, no batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zin Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties like spearmint, wintergreen, citrus, and many more. And for your convenience, each variety comes in two strengths, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zinn, America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zinn. So head on over to zinn.com find to locate a store near you. That's zyn.com find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. It is the look ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. One game to wrap up week 16 in the NFL. And no, it's not like last week where we had uh, two Monday night games and two Tuesday night games. Thankfully, the schedule is normal for this week 16. And we will have the Dolphins at the Saints. New Orleans having to go with Ian Book as their starting quarterback as, uh, well, both Trevor Simeon and Taysom Hill. On the COVID list. The line right now is the Dolphins as a three-point favorite in this game. 
and just taking a look at the opportunities ahead for both of these teams. The Dolphins right now, they've won six straight games, okay? They're playing as good as they've played all season. Although, over the course of this six-game winning streak, let's be honest, the one win against the, the Ravens on a Thursday night was impressive. But what have we seen from the Ravens really since that loss? They've looked bad, and Lamar Jackson's been hurt. He's missed games, and now we look at the Ravens a little bit differently after that performance. So was it that impressive? Their other wins over this six-game winning streak, the Houston Texans, the Jets twice, the Carolina Panthers, and the New York Giants. Not exactly <laughs> top-tier teams in the NFL. So, And I'm not saying the Saints are even on a top-tier team, but it's a little bit step-up in class. Plus, it's inside the dome. Uh, you would think they'd have a little bit of, a, of an edge here in this one. But anyway, let's take a look at what's ahead for both of these teams. Right now, currently in the standings, and they haven't played their games yet, so we know. Uh, The Dolphins sit as the 11th seed in the AFC. With a win, they would improve to 8-7. and So right away, they would jump the Steelers, and they would improve to the 10th seed. At 8-7, and though, they would be in a tie with the Raiders. Uh, The Dolphins this season lost to the Raiders, so the head-to-head tiebreaker goes to Vegas. So Miami would stay locked in as the 10. Vegas would stay locked in as the 9. Actually, let me see Miami this season against the, uh, they did not play the Chargers because only reason why I checked that is let's say they would have beaten the Chargers and the Chargers beat the Raiders. If there's a three-way head-to-head tie, it then goes to the next tie-breaking scenario, so there's a chance that Miami could move up, but that's not the case here. So Miami with the win will be the 10 seed for now. It's also not... um, I believe, well, it's not even worth talking about them to win the division because even though I, even that they're not eliminated per se, they would need the Bills and Patriots to lose, and the Bills are playing two easy teams at home. Patriots have an easy schedule as well. That's why the Dolphins are plus ten thousand, I believe, to win the division. Not exact. Just don't. Just save your money there because it's not going to happen. Uh, but the Dolphins still alive for a wild card spot. Their remaining schedule after playing this game against the New Orleans Saints is going to be against the Titans and against the Patriots. It's a difficult final two games, especially with both of those teams having stuff to play for. Titans still in the mix for the one seed. Patriots fighting for their playoff lives. Don't want to drop down. Haven't clinched a playoff spot yet. So for Miami, not a favorable schedule and not a good opportunity for them to run the table, finish the season with nine straight wins and be 10 and seven. Can they get in at nine and eight? Let's say they split the games with the Titans and the Patriots. Uh, It might be tough. It might be tough, especially when you consider that they'll be going into the, uh, the next week as the 10 seed 
in the AFC having to jump three other teams in order to get in. Now, for the New Orleans Saints, they're currently also 7-7. Seven and seven. If they beat the Dolphins, they would be 8-7 and seven and still in the eighth spot in the NFC because of a head-to-head loss against the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, the 49ers are currently your sixth seed because of their head-to-head win over the Philadelphia Eagles. And uh, the Niners did not play the Saints this year, so there's no... Um, three-way tiebreaker scenario there. So how does New Orleans get into the playoffs after a win here against the Dolphins? They're on the outside looking in, but their remaining schedule is a little bit more uh, favorable, if you will. New Orleans will have to play the Panthers and the Falcons. Easily winnable games. Assuming they'll have Taysom Hill or Trevor Simeon, and and who knows, maybe Ian Book balls out, right? And and he shows that maybe he's ready to to make the jump and uh, and become a starting quarterback in the NFL, right? Moments are born from opportunity, isn't that what they say? Isn't that the the Herb Brooks great moments? Great opportunities. Uh, this is an opportunity for Ian Book to prove himself here. And and let's say that he is the guy, and they could win the next three games, including the Monday Night Football game. But against the Panthers, against the Falcons, very winnable games. So they would be, if they win out, 10-7. and seven. At 10-7, and seven, they're probably in the playoffs. Philadelphia's remaining two games because they're the team that they're going to be competing with to try and get that seventh seed. Philly has to play Dallas and Washington. The Washington game could be meaningless, but the Dallas game, that means a lot. Dallas at that point could be playing for the two seed in the NFC or Dare I say the one seed if the Packers suffer a hiccup, which they won't, but let's let's just say what what if? What if this coming week the Cowboys beat the Cardinals and the Vikings beat the Packers? Week 18, Cowboys Eagles. A Dallas win could be for the number one seed in the NFC. Like, that's could absolutely happen. So, that's a very tough game for the Eagles. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that if New Orleans wins this game, on Monday Night Football, and they're three-point underdogs. If they win this game, I think they get into the playoffs. And I think the Eagles are on the outside looking in. I think that the that the, the New Orleans Saints will, if they beat the Dolphins, they'll beat the Panthers at home, they'll beat the Falcons in the final game of the season, 
And at 10-7, and seven, they are in the NFC postseason. That's it. It's as simple as that. They win, and, and the Eagles will drop one game to the Dallas Cowboys. They'll finish at 9-8. and eight. The question is, can you back now the New Orleans Saints to win this game? I think I, I think I got to take the points, right? I mean, playing at home in the dome Monday night. I know it's Ian Book, but that defense against Tua and it just seems like it's just too much of a line movement and something that I I don't know if I can pass up. I mean, New Orleans opened up as a field goal favorite. Now they're a field goal underdog. That's a lot of movement. I'm Scott Seidenberg. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. 